0: voiceamerica.com.
1: Voiceamerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz.
2: Here I am. Good morning, everybody, on a smoky Los Angeles morning. For those of you that are out of town, the fire was really pretty bad. What you saw on television for once was fairly accurate. Why am I on the voice box audio, guys? Hello. Are we, Malaya? Yes? Welcome, Malaya, to Stars of PR. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning to you. You're sounding very e- echoey. Yes, I'm trying to tell my audio people that. That's why I'm postponing. I'm going to write an email right now. What? Okay. But you know live music, so I know you understand. Yes, yes I do. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's all the stuff that happens when you're on stage. It's kind of like, what? <laughs> Just gotta keep plowing through. <laughs> no, you do. I'm gonna keep on going even though I sound like I'm on a bad loudspeaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How embarrassing. I Well <laughs> I know, we have to keep on going through oh here we go. This is better, isn't it? Hello. Hello? You're there. Yes. Yay! (laughs) Hi, Cindy. (laughs) Okay, the engineers are typing to me. (laughs) Should be fixed. Yes, I think it is. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) See, Malia, I knew that you and I had to have an obstacle to overcome together because, Malia McGinnis, you and I were just not put on this earth to have an easy ride. (laughs) I mean, whether it's like audio snafus or, you know, <laughs> things happening in live audiences that have nothing to do with you, okay? Yes. You just want to sing and you have your twenty, you 20,000, 200,000, 2 million fans because it's all going to exponentially increase. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. But it doesn't matter. You know what? When you have your fans, you have to know that stuff happens and people will still listen to you and appreciate you.
3: Yes, well, you hope so. You well, just you have do. To doing you, what you're doing and go
2: through it. So, you have to. It's live. It's just live. Well, I have the beautiful Malaya McInnes from True Believer, your beautiful, beautiful CD that everybody on your MySpace page loves and respects you for. And for your people that don't know what I'm talking about, go to MySpace.com slash Malaya McG. That's M little C G. Or www.malayamusic.com, right? Yes, yes and they could they could see what we're talking about. Well, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Welcome to the show without a boombox going on. Yeah. <laughs> Here. Like the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> But it's really true. I was so amazed, Malaya, when, you know, I looked at your MySpace page, you know, myspace.com slash Malaya McGee, and I was just so amazed at how many people are, Connected and honoring you for your music. I mean, that must make you really, really good as an artist.
3: Oh, thank you. You know, I've I've actually been very amazed at MySpace, and uh, it just grows and grows.
2: You it know, really does. Have, well, yeah. you,
3: you start out making friends, but then people will, if they connect to your music, they'll they'll tell their friends, and it just um, a lot of these people have come to my shows now. So it's not the virtual reality. Thing anymore. I've had a lot of people.
2: It's always nice when the virtual reality trans, you know, transfers over to what we call offline reality. Yes, that's the key. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's really nice if you know how to market online, but if you don't know how to take that to an offline, you don't know how to promote. <laughs> yes, yeah. We could all live in our virtual worlds, but you know, it's, it's kind of scary. Sometimes that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Alice in Wonderland. You know, you just kind of dive in. You create your own persona and you don't have to come out I kind of like it myself I I don't mind you know mean queen cards that want to chop off my head it's fine (laughs) let everything happen virtually I think I'll enjoy the challenge a lot more
3: (laughs) go ahead oh no I was just saying that's why we like movies (laughs) Uh, no
2: exactly right but in you know today online you really can become a part of the movie and I think that sometimes it could be frightening
3: oh yeah oh no with the reality TV and everything it's that's
2: what it's become. So it has now. Listen, Malaya, the beautiful Malaya with the gorgeous voice that was trained at you know at Manhattan School of Music. Did I say it right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, I hear you, girl. I hear you. Um, I am also very, very impressed by that by the fact that you have a very strong following from the gay marketplace. Oh, thank you. I mean, you know, they are critics with that are highly influential and then have great taste. And, you know, it's because of the music and the tribute, you know, that you wrote to your friend. Tell us about that.
3: Well, they're just very, um, well, I've just always been close to the gay community. Um, started when I was on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and also, you know, I was an opera singer, so I've always been close to the gay community. And, um, and then one of the songs I wrote on my album was called Too Beautiful to Stay, and that I wrote for my one of my best friends who had died of AIDS.
2: So. And people really find the lyrics to be um, heart-wrenching, powerful. You really, you put a lot of pain into that song, but also kind of rebirth and hope.
3: Yes, well, that's what my friend was like, so.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? It's I, Again, you and I have had discussions with the fact that, you know, when the marketer markets to the gay community, they know they're buying a very influential set of people.
3: Oh yeah. The, I lived in Chelsea in New York too for five years, so <laughs> You know you're one of you're one of them. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Me too.
2: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Vice versa. Yay.
1: <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I wanna talk about the King and I a little bit. It's pretty amazing that you got to play opposite Lou Diamond Phillips on Broadway. I mean, that's a very big deal
3: it was a very big deal <laughs> for me. I was definitely um, it was a big break for me. And I was struggling and, you know, Broadway seemed like a very far away thing and, and so, you know, I was persistent. It it didn't just uh, I didn't just audition and get the role so Um, I was really thrilled when I got it.
2: Yeah, you went back a couple of times, and, you know, they really knew that you were the best for the part. After you persisted, you didn't just take no and go away. You kept on going back. That's a big message for people.
3: Yeah, yeah. I did keep going back.
2: (laughs) But the thing is, it's like, you know, they were, and the people who were auditioning were probably pretty impressed. You know, they were probably impressed that you kept on coming back, and finally they said, you know what, she's right for the part.
3: Yeah, I, I think um, if you know how you you know what you're saying and you know what you're going in for, I think sooner or later, you know, hopefully someone's going to. You know.
2: And you said that it was really fun that you know you had culture nights on Saturday nights.
3: Oh yeah, well there were so many. I mean the dancers and the singers, everyone's from the Philippines and Vietnam and China, and it was amazing. And every week we would do a potluck. Everyone would bring in something different, and you know they're also. They said it was so different from other Broadway shows because there were so many little children. No, that's I'm true. I'm still uh, very close to uh, uh, one of the little boys, so it's um, it was a very very nice atmosphere.
2: It was familial. You had your potluck dinners. Everybody brought stuff from their you know exotic cultures. Oh yeah. And um, I know that Lou Diamond Phillips just had a, he had a, just had a child himself, didn't he?
3: Oh, did he have another one?
2: No, no, when he was on Broadway with you. Oh,
3: yes, his wife was pregnant. Oh, okay. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's a privilege. <laughs> like another one? You know,
2: I, no, I was talking about in your life, Malaya. I don't, today, I I don't really follow him that
3: much. It's really all about
2: you, Malaya, you know. I mean, he's really nice and everything, but it's really all about you.
3: He's <laughs> <laughs> just about something else.
2: I don't know. It's all about the beautiful Malaya McGinnis. The the True Believer, which is the name of the CD. Yes. And everybody should go into the MySpace page and, you know, try to get copies. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, your personal history is pretty extraordinary, Malaya, particularly your heritage. You know, tell us a little bit about that.
3: Well, um, my background is um, I'm half Korean. I'm half Irish Scotch. And um, I grew up with my grandparents, grew up with my uh my father's father and my father's stepmother who was Norwegian too so
2: wow (laughs) it's such a you have such a you are the United Nations you are the United Nations (laughs) (laughs) you
3: are the world didn't somebody say that before (laughs) And in Long Island, where the town I was from, I really was, the, was like the United Nations. I'm telling no you. No really liked me. Uh, no,
2: it's funny. You say Long Island like a real Long Islander. You say Long Island.
3: Do I, do I revert back to my Long Island? You say Long
2: Island. <laughs> and only a Long Islander would know Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's true. Well, you, you even said that it was very tough, um, you know, as a kid, because, you know, you were so exotic, and, you know, you had an age... I don't eight- think I saw myself that way. No, you didn't. You saw yourself as a kid that didn't fit in with a bunch of blonde hair and blue,
3: you yeah, know, Yeah, I think when people. you're little, you know, now I'm older, it's different, but when you're younger, you definitely want to look like everyone else, and...
2: I, mean, I know like why are you different, and you know why do sure. you have black hair and why do you have almond shaped eyes and you know all of that kind of stuff? but what you probably didn't know is that people really did think that you were special,
3: yeah, and you know I guess so <laughs> <laughs>
2: you didn't think of it that way, and also, the other thing is and we have to take a break really soon, sure. but um, you know, you were very sort of tomboy as you liked to run track or athletic, maybe the better word for it, and um you know. <laughs> your grandparents told you that you couldn't run track unless you were in the school play.
3: Yeah, that was when I started high school. I started new high school. I had gone to Catholic school and um, yeah, my freshman year and the, I mean, that's how I started in music because my high school music teacher and, and she heard me sing and wanted me to be in the King and I. Um, Which but is so ironic. I didn't want to do it because none of the cool people were doing it and <laughs> I wanted to keep running track and my grandparents said you can't run track unless you do the show. So
2: <laughs> well, it was a part of your destiny, really. I mean, you know, I'm really
3: glad that you know they did that. I wasn't at the time, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. But sometimes you have to reflect back and say, Jesus, look what kind of a path this did for me. It was sort of waiting for me, and you didn't know it at the time. And sometimes we fight things because we're young and we don't know. But your grandparents actually did the right thing for you.
3: They did, and they. um, I didn't grow up in a musical household, and they were, you know, they had no idea they used I used to just sing in the shower, (laughs) like, be quiet. Um, So it was a big surprise when I really got into music.
2: And, you know, it's a really good thing that you really got into music, because otherwise what would your 20,000 to 200,000 to 2 million fans do? I don't know. I mean, it would be horrible. Listen, we're going to take a quick break, and then you're going to come back. Stay tuned for the beautiful Malaya McGinnis.
3: Hello?
0: Listen wherever, whenever, voiceamerica.com.
1: Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything... Except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and roll productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production of 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the e-channel, MTV, the Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and roll productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrolentertainment. That's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L entertainment dot com or call 1-818-597-0700 5-9-7-0-7-0. movie premieres charity events TV specials radio rock and roll productions we do it all wwwr rollentertainment.com Muscular Development presents Noble Radio, bringing you the latest news, gossip, and controversy from the world of bodybuilding. Uncensored, uncompromised, and unrestrained in true MD style. Hosted by the infamous muscle mob, Larry Pepe, John Romano, and Dave Palumbo. Welcome top IFBB professional bodybuilders, industry insiders, and characters you won't find anywhere else every week. Noble Radio broadcasts each Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. If you've ever wondered what the Stern Show would sound like if Howard was a bodybuilding fan, then tune in and find out. Noble Radio, uncensored, uncompromised, unrestrained. Mom.
0: VoiceAmerica.com
1: Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz.
2: We're back. I hope I'm not a loudspeaker. I'm gonna take the bugle out and go to do do Malaya, you're laughing, you're so cute. And it's early in the morning. I know that you're not a morning person. I'm especially thankful to you for getting up at this ungodly order. But did you go to sleep yet? Yes, I did. <laughs> we know you're a night owl. owl, oh, you know, totally performers. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, I'm such an annoying morning person. So you know, we're a good compliment to each other. I think.
3: Really, I really I wish do- I had that kind of
2: energy. Well, <laughs> oh, we're different. Some people are nocturnal. You know, some people are nocturnal. Some people are diurnal, and I've always yeah. been sort of diurnal. I, you know, I've never. Well, when I was a teenager, I had that kind of nighttime energy because I was just a vampire and never slept, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's so much for growing up in Queens, New York. You know what that's like. Yes. <laughs> um, but now it's kind of like you know I like to wind down, go to sleep, and you're probably like doing all kinds of things into the early morning hours. And you know it's no wonder why you still want to be sleeping.
3: Yeah. Definitely <laughs> yes, do a lot of good work late at night. So.
2: Uh, well, listen, it's an artist thing. You know, things are quiet all around you. You don't have to feel like you're missing anything. <laughs> yeah, I think <mean>, that's it. <laughs> well, listen, my space dot com slash malaya mcg mcg or www.malayamusic.com com and you could hear the beautiful tracks created by true believer malaya mcginnis and that's the name of the and that's the name of the cd too true believer beautiful beautiful music you also Thank get you. quite a lot you know there's a song that reflects your honor of the people who are fighting you know right. our military people
3: yes yeah um, no I, I wrote that for people fighting in Iraq, and because um, my background is military, my, my dad was a Green Beret, and my grandpa fought in Iwo Jima, and so I really appreciate what people are doing over there.
2: Oh, we know you do, and Sweet Light is a beautiful song, and I know that you'll, on Memorial Day, you'll be performing live at the Knitting Factory. You yes. could go see Malay live at the Knitting Factory, I believe on 7 p.m. on May 11th, am I correct? On May 11th? Yeah. Uh, mm, I think it's, I'm not sure of the
3: time. <laughs> oh, okay. I, well,
2: I just got it some tickets. changes. <laughs> I just got some tickets yesterday, and I believe that's what it said. Okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure about the May 25th show and what time it starts, but I'm fairly certain that the May 11th show you could see Malaya McInnis live perform. Okay, at the knitting factory, if you're living here in town, you better go, <laughs> at 7 p.m. I'm pretty okay. certain that's what the ticket said. Okay, <laughs> May twenty-fifth. Right. I, I don't know the time, but we will revisit this and we will replug it because May twenty-fifth. I'm bringing a lot of my friends.
3: Okay. Well, you know, usually I keep the time posted up on the MySpace. So okay. Very... Well, then people have to definitely
2: constantly check into myspacecom slash McGee <laughs> <laughs> You have to join the MalayaMcG party because yeah. otherwise you're really missing something. <laughs> You have to go. And as a matter of fact, if anybody, the first two people that email me at c R-A-K-O-W-I-T-Z, r a k o w i t z at 5WPR.com, will get free CDs. Aww. Aww. <laughs> and a box delivered to me yesterday, so I could do this kind of stuff. And maybe... Even get two free tickets to the performance on May yeah, 11th. Great. Oh, you like that? That's great, yeah. Oh, yay. Totally. We'll have, to, like, we'll have to point out, you know, the stars of PR winners. They come up <laughs> and introduce
3: themselves <laughs> definitely after the show. Yes, you could be on stage, too, live. <laughs> Look at you. You out and hang out with everybody after.
2: You do. No, it was just so sweet. It's like you perform and then everybody gets to hang out with you. It's your little party every time you have a show.
3: Yeah, oh my gosh, I just uh, some of these people I don't get to see unless they're at the show. So
2: <laughs> It's kind of like, well, yeah, if you want to come see me, come to the show, and I'll hang out with you after. Yeah,
3: it's, it's <laughs> a lot of fun. It's a
2: lot of fun. Well, you know, it's great, because you're performing, you have a lot of energy, you're all hyped up, and you know that people are sharing you in your element, and they're enjoying it, and you're in a social situation. It's not bad.
3: It's a great atmosphere, yeah. There are a lot of musicians, all kinds of people, and... All the musicians brought their parents, and it's it's great.
2: No, it is. You have there are yes, they come with parents. That was actually very interesting to me. We went over to the gig, and we got to see you live. And a lot of people brought their parents, and I'm like, you know what? She crosses generations. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and so, you know, um, these musicians, some of them, their parents hadn't seen them play in years, so it was really cool.
2: No, that's really really great. They're so proud of, you know, pe- sometimes parents worry when their kids are in a in a rock folk band.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very tough life. My grandparents are like, "What are you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> and what's your day job?" No. <laughs> but no,
2: I I know how how proud parents can be when they see their children in their element, you know? Nobody no parent wants to see their children not happy so even if it takes being in a rock and roll band it's great when the parents support isn't it oh yeah (laughs) you don't always see that
3: no it's true they do (laughs) no
2: it's great well anyway going back to um, memorial day and military background i just want to thank you for honoring the people overseas and you have like interesting beliefs about iraq i wouldn't say very interesting being that you came from a military background it's really quite academic Um, you know give us a little bit of your insights about peace because we know you believe in it but what the consequences are when you make peace too
3: early oh you know I think I'm just um, you know growing up with my father who always said don't believe what you hear in the news Um, (laughs) because he was always overseas El Salvador, Panama, everywhere Um, but with Iraq just you know I think if we pull out right away there'll definitely be, you know, complete chaos and civil war or something. So I think, because there's so many innocent people there, um, so I I think, you know, if we have some kind of um, hate in mind, that would probably be the best thing, you know. But again,
2: you're reflecting things, you, you know, your opinions are strong about peace. But you have the knowledge from your military background, and really, you know, you're because of your military knowledge and your closeness to your family, you're really kind of talking about what pe- generals teach at West Point. You know, it's like it's a responsibility.
3: Well, my it's, dad is in Iraq, right? Oh, that's yeah. So I'm getting a lot of. Um points of view from him (laughs) and and honest points of view and
2: he's not a young you know military man he's a veteran you know know, he came
3: back he had retired actually from being a Green Beret and came back out of it just to kind of advise on security and things over there so
2: he's an expert Mm -hmm. he is your dad's the expert you know and he's over there and I think the American people have to have faith in their government and this is something that you and I discussed whether we like it or we don't like it Sometimes we don't realize what's going on behind closed doors. We the only, only get
3: what's filtered through the media. Exactly, we don't and know everything going on. So,
2: you know, and that's highly distorted. And you said something very, very um, emphatic and strong about no matter what you think about the government, we have to keep faith in our government. We have to keep the faith that you know people are really trying to do the right thing, even though the media doesn't always filter down. You know, with their opinions and their rhetoric, that we're doing the right thing.
3: Yes, I think I think you have to support the government, not always uh, the points of view of the government, but right. have faith that it's you know that they're doing the right thing. I mean, well, you listen,
2: have, you know, you know,
3: countries in the world. So. It is,
2: and war's been going on for a very, very, very long time. Unfortunately, it's a part of dispute. Um, you know i 'm not saying it 's right, but it 's something that 's natural and it 's something that happens and when you go back even before modern man you know and you study our ancestors there 's always been some kind of warfare for silly reasons
3: yeah. and, well i 'm not pro war that 's for sure
2: you know uh, well neither am, <laughs> <laughs> neither am i neither am i i 'm just saying yeah. that it 's a fact it 's sort of a fact of living it I am not pro war But historically, you know, there's always been dispute. Yes. yes. And I think what you and I are both together is we're pro-peace but pro-faith. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you're pro-war. Yeah. For those of us who, for those that might misunderstand, <laughs> did I make
3: myself it's early clear in the morning? <laughs> did I make myself?
2: Malia McGinnis my is not pro-war. <laughs> she
3: wants peace. This she wants everybody to come home. <laughs> <I> clarified that. <laughs> I
2: don't want there to be any misunderstandings. You hear that, media people? <laughs> but we can't leave places that we got into a mess because there were children and women and buildings and and all kinds of municipal things that have to, you know, get built back up again, so you can't just isolate.
3: No, no. And that's not pro-war. No. That's pro-peace. And that's pro-humanity. Oh, yeah, look at us. People all over the world, whatever
2: it is. You You are such a true believer. (laughs) I'm so happy that you named your CD that, (laughs) because you are a true believer. (laughs) Do you like the little rally I just had for you? Yeah, I'm a one-person rally. (laughs) I just didn't want anybody to understand. understand. (laughs) If all the press could be just like me, right? (laughs) Yes, we'll make them that way.
3: It's making me laugh. Um, we're going to have
2: another minute and a half till break. And um, just so you know, when I when I say clear, we're pretty clear. Audio goes on top of you. And then, you know, we're going to come back. But um, I'm really fascinated, and I honor you and the background and perspective that you have. And I want to talk to you a little bit more about the Korean culture, too, because that's interesting in itself. I mean, you have such a powerful mix of, you know, all kinds of wonderful royal blood and ethnicities running through your body, and I think that's been fascinating.
3: Oh, thank you.
2: I mean, maybe, you know, you didn't feel that way as a kid, but, you know, I I mean, such strong bloodlines,
3: you know. Well, I'm fascinated. I, I mean, I lived in Korea when I was very little for a couple of years, um, but then uh, when I came to live with my grandparents, I, you know, was away from that whole culture. So I did start studying at the Korean Cultural Center last year, started studying some Korean, so. <laughs> well, you spoke, Korean was your first language. It was really English, um, but I, not, I didn't speak it great. I didn't read it great. Um, and I was surrounded, I was living in Korea, so that's why I was speaking, and I spent all my time with my mother.
2: Right, right. Well, listen, we're going to come back after a commercial break, and we're okay. going to continue with the wonderful Malaya McGinnis.
3: Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
0: Unlimited talk at your fingertips. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a production with two thousand people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rock and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.Rack and Entertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L-Entertainment.com or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. wwwr
0: The ability to wield power, shape the environment and the outcome and the desire to make things happen are essential characteristics of all great leaders. Explore the essence of leadership from an insider's point of view on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio, international coach, consultant and advisor to leaders for over 20 years. Get the unvarnished, inside story on how leaders in the spotlight take the critical decisions that deliver exceptional real world results and why they sometimes spectacularly and publicly fail as well. Tune into leadership Intuitions where a behind the scenes look at what gets great leaders up in the morning and what keeps them up at night. Go beyond the conventional advice about what great leaders are and what they do and learn how to create your own personal legacy as a leader. Leadership intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio broadcasts each Thursday, Thursday, Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions Power Achievement Relationship. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three CLIOs. Call in now at 1 866 472 5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R.
2: We're back with Malaya McGinnis, the wonderful musician and writer behind True Believer.
3: Hello. Hello
2: again. Are you waking up a little bit? Yeah, We don't want you to wake up too much because then you have to go back to sleep. But if you wake up too much, then you won't be able to go back to sleep.
3: I don't think that's happening. I okay. thought it was going to, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you mean my little promo energetic? Rally? I've been talking to you. <laughs>
2: you know what? The anti-war rally, really, it was really meant to wake everybody up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, anyway, we're going to talk about a little bit more about your history too. Your grandfather sounds like an amazing veteran himself. I want to honor him on this Memorial Day special. I mean, he really was one of the fl- one of the flags of flags of our fathers.
3: Yes, he was. <laughs> he yeah.
2: really, really was. He he really went to the top of the hill in Iwo Jima and he planted that American flag. And it's recorded in a wonderful book.
3: Yes, he wasn't actually the one that planted the flag, but he was up on the hill. And he, um, yeah, he he had two Purple Hearts and a Silver Star, and he's in this book. Um, well, it was written 1946, the long, the short, and the tall. Wow. Uh, yeah, Alvin Josephy, and oh. all pictures of him in the trenches. There's a few pictures of him.
2: I mean, that's really that's a lot of history, and you know, now I, I'm sorry that he's ill and yeah, he um,
3: Alzheimer's.
2: So. And it he, and it seems actually that now you know, that he's older, he's finally letting out some of his, you know, emotional feelings about what it was like to be involved in something so volatile.
3: Well, you know, we never, ever, ever spoke about the war. He never did in the house ever growing up. And now that he's older and he has Alzheimer's, he he cries about it all the time. He talks it's, about it.
2: It's amazing how um, we you were trained in the military not to... Show emotions, yeah. And your grandfather was probably, you know,
3: um, strong Irish Scotch heritage, and you know was very very Talk about good. Your feelings and grew up in the depression, and yeah.
2: But you know what? In a way, and you and I have discussed this. It's kind of beautiful that he's able to emote now. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I know that you guys are very very close. I hope that you get to go back to Long Island.
3: Yes, I, I go back often, actually, and visit him. So
2: <laughs> no, I,
3: I, no, I think that's great, but we want to honor,
2: we want to honor your grandfather being one of the people that stood on top of the hilltop at Iwo Jima, yes. near the guy that planted the American flag, just for people who want to get it straight.
3: He was one of the people that also helped clear the way he went up Mount Suribachi, and there was a long commendation about all the stuff he did, so I was reading that, actually, the last time I went home. I had never read it, so. <laughs> oh, no,
2: it's a it's you have such a fascinating background, and it's funny your destiny was almost predetermined and made um, because your father, when he enlisted to go to Vietnam, the person who was doing the enlisting actually had a soft spot for your father.
3: She had a crush on him. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know the fullness of, like, how they knew each other, but I guess she had a crush on him, and she didn't want to send him to Vietnam, and she sent him to South Korea, where there was really nothing going on.
2: <laughs> no, exactly right, and, you know, it, he met your mother, and yeah. who knows what would have happened if he went to Vietnam. I mean, this is amazing. You were meant to be.
3: Well, it's, uh, it's weird. You're like, wow, that one person totally changed everything because she's the whole reason I'm probably in this world, so.
2: Uh, maybe there's a song about her one day.
3: I never thought of that. You know, she, I mean, you have
2: to think about people and... You hadn't. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could do it right
2: now. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the songwriting process.
3: <laughs> oh, no, not this early. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe karaoke. <laughs> but um, it's just really amazing when, you know, you and I have both discussed that, you know, we share, you know, we share enjoy the enjoyment of spirituality and um, you know, it's just amazing that you look at a life's path and there are people that are called changers or, you know, there are people that really can make your life go one way or the other. I guess in the Wizard of Oz you could see the a scarecrow. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, the scarecrow's very you know, the Wizard of Oz is very spiritual. But we'll go into that another time. Yeah,
3: that's a whole other... I
2: mean it's very scary. <laughs> <spiritual>. analysis some. <laughs> but um you know, it's um you know, everybody sort of has them. You just have to kinda look for them or be aware that they're there and you have to just think about what this woman did in your father's life. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: very amazing. Yeah. You
2: know, it's like you can't she couldn't have ju- that couldn't have just happened. You know, I mean, but it's just amazing. And yes, then you and your were you and your sister both born in
3: Korea? No, we were both born in Fort Hood. In Texas. You,
2: you were both born in Fort Hood. Okay,
3: I didn't realize that. I was confused. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's okay, Cindy. Uh, yeah, I was born in Fort, Fort, Fort Hood, and then and uh, went to live in Korea. And then when I came back, um, my mother and my sister. Oh, okay. So there is a little back and forth there. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Now I got it. It's a little confusing. Well, you
2: know what? Your life is a book. Yeah. Your life is a movie. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about that in our next phase. <laughs> okay. But you know what? It really is. I. You know, your life is a journey. It's It's really quite incredible, and the things that you had to overcome. In fact, you were one of the people that had to go to a big city and experience some, you know, of what I call, you know, the stalker types that will go, you know, they'll go after any young engineer, particularly who come to L.A.
3: Sure, sure.
2: And sure. I think that young people have to really watch out for that. They come to Hollywood all starry eyes, as the cliche says. Well, you
3: know, I really do, because you come from a lot of the girls come out here and they're very sheltered, or they're coming from you know, smaller towns and it's um you want to believe that what everyone says to you is is what they're going to do
0: <laughs>
3: and it's true with uh they're trying to help you but that's not always true. So,
2: I mean, there's always nice people, but you have to oh, be yeah. you have to be aware. And yeah. what I want people to listen to and hear is just be very, very careful and don't give money up front to anybody because that's not how you become a star. <laughs>
3: Oh oh yeah, I gave a bunch of money to a producer who, yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, it's just like you know, I made every mistake in the book. <laughs> well, that's part of your journey. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was it's expensive, you know. no, um, but it's good because uh you know a lot of girls are really alone, and when you're vulnerable, and you know really gotta keep your eyes open.
2: no, you really have to keep your eyes open, you have to keep you know your check book closed because the truth of the matter is is that. It doesn't take your own money, unless you're really like, you know, Bill Gates or something like that. Well, if okay.
3: it sounds too easy, it probably is. Exactly.
2: And, you know, don't just be very, very cautious. Don't lose sight of your dreams. And you know what the other thing is, is people have to work hard. People don't understand that, you know, if you want to be an actor, you really have to enroll in, you know, theater class.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's and a you're, discipline. And
3: you're doing it to get famous, the chances of that are very, very small. <laughs> so you have to do it because you really can't do anything else. And I think that's with all that stuff, because it's a very uh, tough business. And if you could do something else, it's it's good to do something else.
2: Have it, do it as a, you know, or if you really want to do it, you have to invest in some, you know, in some kind of off jobs. And that's just part of it. I oh, mean, yeah. When a person goes to college, you know, or getting their master's or Ph.D.'s, they
3: have to wait on tables
2: because oh they God. can't have oh, yeah. a
3: full-time job. You have to do whatever it takes to keep yourself going. I had every kind of job. And oh, and you
2: no. did, and I and I think that I even met you at Katana. Yes, I was bartending. <laughs> I mean, well, you didn't meet me, but I, I remember <laughs> seeing you there. It was very weird. Like, it was the foreshadowing that I was going to be, you know, I, it, you have know, to so have some people in your mind, like, they click and some people... Like like some people you register, like when yeah. you click people who come into a theme park.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You look familiar. I don't know where. You, uh... And
2: you know, it's um it's really, really funny. It's almost like a register, like, oh well we're not gonna meet each other now, but I know we're gonna be we either know each other from before or we're gonna be meeting each other again and you don't make a big deal about it and it just happens.
3: Yeah. yeah. Very,
2: very odd. But yeah. fun, the you, the beautiful Malaya McGuinness, the writer and singer of of the Wonderful CD, True Believer. What other songs do you like from True Believer? Um, do you like them all? Do you have your favorite? <laughs> yes, I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is there not apologize. one that you can say um, is better than the other?
3: Yeah, well, you know, they're all very special to me in different ways because I wrote them sometimes, you know, when I was in a great mood and da-da-da, or I wrote something and I'm very sad. Or They're all like little children because they're all... It, Completely different.
2: They're brothers and sisters.
3: Yes, they're very you know special to me. I wouldn't have put them on the album. So
2: <laughs> that's a it's a, that's a wonderful statement. It's like okay, well everybody has to listen to the CD, and you have to go to www.malea music dot com or www.myspace.com myspace dot com slash Malaya mcg. I don't want anybody to be confused, so that's why I'm saying (laughs) it. Sometimes people say so fast, and then you get (laughs) But, you know, a wonderful, wonderful roster of songs, like Malaya said. They're like brothers and sisters that she gave birth to, so she can't pick a favorite. She loves them all differently, but, you know, still loves them very much. And in particular, I would listen to Two Beautiful to Stay, and that's a song that Malaya dedicated to her friend that, had to pass from AIDS, and, um, and Sweet, Sweet Light.
3: Sweet Light. <laughs> Light, I like. <laughs> well, Sweet Light
2: because it honors our people in the military, particularly the people who are in Iraq, and that's very, very timely, and um, I hope we get lots of airplay because of it, because you should get airplay because of it, okay? So those people from Motivox Broadcasting and Voice America should listen To the CD, okay? And if you don't have one, just go to www.malayamusic.com and figure out how to get it. And I'm on (laughs) iTunes, too, so... (laughs) Yes, she's on iTunes. (laughs) I figured if I... You know what? But it's funny, you could... You, you get it says that you you get pretty referred to iTunes. It's like, you know, you go into the internet marketing thing.
3: It's like now everyone just knows like everyone knows that now, so it's kinda of like, oh, how
2: silly am I. I'm doing like all of these like slow readings, okay? And it's like just go to iTunes and look for Millamic McGinnis, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you told me <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Oh, way. <laughs> By the way, stop with that, okay? Just go to iTunes. Everybody go to iTunes and just download because I get a piece of it, okay? Oh. <laughs> oh. Listen, we're going to take one more commercial break and then we're going to finish up. I'm having a really good time. Are you?
3: Yes. Very, <laughs> you very <laughs> My, <laughs> I'm Cindy Raquel, the most I've ever laughed early in the morning. Let good. Me. We'll come right back. Thank you.
1: Now you can listen to your favorite hosts on your cell phone by clicking the banner on our homepage, News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio... Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E-Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions... Visit us online at www.Rack and Entertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio rock and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.raknrollentertainment.com. dot com.
0: yourself from the prison of your conditioned thoughts. And destroy barriers that hinder your success. Tune in to Empowered Living, Life, Truth, and Being Free with host, speaker, writer, and personal coach Steve Mariboli. Steve and his expert guests take you on a quest for truth and highlight philosophies and strategies that help you release your greatest self. It's time to shake off mediocrity, destroy personal barriers, live up to your greatest potential, and align with happiness, success, and excellence with Empowered Living, Life, the Truth, and and being free with Steve Maripoli broadcasting every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel Empower Living Life, the Truth and Being Free Release the Power Within VoiceAmerica.com Get free
1: advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now Call in toll free at 1-866-472-472 Five seven eight eight. Now, let's get back to more stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz.
2: We're back, we're back, we're back with the lovely Malaya
0: McGinnis. Who you spell? Malaya! Hi. You, have to get your mu-
2: you have to get her music. But you have to get the CD, True Believer, on iTunes.
0: <laughs>
2: let's go back and edit. iTunes, iTunes, iTunes. Where's the bulk? <laughs> you probably had you know this is a lot of people listening to the Malaya McGuinness you know website you might get a lot of
3: hits, I don't know, <laughs> you never know,
2: <laughs> no, it's really funny because when I first received your music, it was an iTunes you know gift oh, uh, really? yes, oh it was yeah <laughs> you know it was when we when i you know we've just all started talking, and um it's like you've been gifted from iTunes, and I'm like, oh cool, she's on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, you know, it's really great stuff for those people. You know, in my opinion, and I don't, you know, it's just my opinion, I think that fans of Liz Fair would really love your music very much. And I don't want to minimize you or overgeneralize you, but that's just my opinion. Oh, thank you. Um, I think that, you know, people who would follow Liz Fair would love you. There's also another young artist, and um, she was very, very hot about, 10 years ago, and then I think she kind of walked away from music. Her name is Poe, and I don't know if you've ever heard oh, yeah. of her. Um, really wonderful, wonderful music, um, just such a young girl with such a powerful soul, and um, she, she joined a young music festival that I had put together, and she was just incredible. She really filled the, me- the venues when we went to five different markets. And um, I just don't know what ever happened to her.
3: I don't know. I remember reading a great article on her because she was teaching herself Pro Tools and doing all these uh, things. And Yeah, no, I remember, and, and uh, I've heard some of her music. I really liked it.
2: Well, good. I'm glad that you like the editorial opinion I'm giving about <laughs> your music. <laughs> but, you know, it's like we talked about iTunes, and it's so funny how iTunes markets. You know, you you go in there and you look at it. It's like, and if you like this artist, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you're like, really? Or you know, <laughs> I'm like, wait a second, who are? Let check them out. I, no, but it kind of goes surfing funny, on it's,
3: iTunes for a while. Oh, it's just hilarious.
2: It. It's like I don't know who put. You know, it must be from meta tag behavior and statistics of how people. You know how many numbers. You know, people put in. Yeah. And they do comparisons and spit back statistics. But sometimes it's like, you know, if I'm, you know, downloading music from Ludacris, let's just say for the sake of argument, okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like all of a sudden it's like, if you like this artist, you'll like John Mayer. And I'm like, can you tell me, can you explain how that happens? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Maybe the same lyric in one of those songs. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. It's like, it, sometimes it's like I, I, I just laugh hysterically because it's yeah. all quantitative and numbers-based. Yep. So things get spit back that are very random.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and if you like Gwen Stefani, you'll love Malaya McGinnis. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. But how much do I like her music?
3: <laughs> it's a little different, although I'm a big fan of hers. <laughs>
2: and if you like Yoko Ono, you'll like Malaya McGinnis. Okay, that's going too far. <laughs> But if it sells the tunes, you can't, you really can't question it. If it sells the tunes, what the heck, right? Yeah, that's very, very true. Well, listen, if I, I'm going to ask you a question that you and I actually hadn't, you know, spoken about before. But it, when I want to ask you, if you see yourself in, you know, in about ten years, what do you see
3: yourself doing? Um, still singing and writing and You know, just with hopefully more albums under my belt, but you know, playing bigger venues and I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of other musicians too. uh,
2: Blending maybe, you know, you could combine and you know, do duets and trios and
3: Yeah. I I just I just love working with different people.
2: Well, if you if you had an artist that would come to mind that you would love to work with, you know, just randomly, who would it be?
3: I love Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> you know what? So do I. That's hilarious. Do you want to hear something
2: really funny? Yeah. I We went to, when she was playing in Pirates of Penzance with Kevin Kline, my friend and I went to see her because my friend was a diehard, diehard Linda Ronstadt fan.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm a diehard Linda Ronstadt fan.
2: We have to get you together. Oh my God, I'm gonna. I ha, no, this is like this is like one of those things. This is one of those changing moments, because my friend Carol Cohen, who I worked with at WRTV in New York, um, she has been such a fan. And then she started having a radio show like me, and um, she just persisted. A little radio show in New Jersey, and she got Linda Ronstadt on her show like a year or two ago, and it was like a really really big deal.
3: Oh, wow. And I went and saw her sing this uh, last summer. So that was a big deal. I had never seen her live.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs)
3: That's funny. (laughs) I mean, there are a million artists. I love so many different kinds of people. But I say, like, Train. I love Elton John. I like uh, It's Five for Fighting. I like that guy. uh, I think his name is John Andrasic or something. No, uh, no. It's,
2: you have great diversity, ta- and you know what? The world can be your oyster. It, after singing with Linda Ronstadt, who knows what can happen?
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just think she's amazing. Yeah.
2: Oh, that is so funny! And, and Kevin Klein. You
3: know, imagine the chemistry between the two of them. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. Um, there was a movie too. They made Pirates of Pen Dance, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they did.
2: I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful show, and Linda Ronstadt got to play on Broadway, and you know she's still singing. I think that's fantastic. Oh yeah, and she sounds just as
3: good as her records.
2: How about other female musicians like Heart? Oh,
3: rocked I Love out? Heart. Pat love Benatar. Heart. I saw Pat Benatar too. I okay, saw well, her we... a few years ago, <laughs> the a um,
2: no. Big
3: fan of hers and. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great artists there out there.
2: God, I'm I'm so glad that I know my female music. Otherwise, I would be stumped, and we wouldn't have this extemporaneous conversation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love um, Emmylou Harris too. I just saw her speak and do some songs at South by Southwest. Yeah, yeah, you went to South uh, Bonnie by Southwest. Raid. That's right. You know, I love, I love Bonnie Raitt.
2: Um, well, you know, Bonnie Raitt has some powerful, powerful music. And you know, how about the late Janis Joplin?
3: Yes, she's. She's awesome. Very, very amazing.
2: And then you do, actually you do a cover song for Very Strange, but Alice Cooper, don't you?
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Ooh, who are you covering?
2: Yeah. yeah, I go through the list of female greats and then it's like, and Alice Cooper. <laughs> I heard this
3: song and I, I heard it just years ago and I kept it in my head until I could record it and start performing it. You know, I was singing opera at the time, but I loved the song. No,
2: well, that's so. what's so fabulous. So I think the reason why your music, people relate to it a lot, too, is because you have been classically trained. And, you know, um, a folk rock singer who has an operatic background is
3: pretty amazing. Oh, thank you. I had to kind of relearn how to sing, though. I had to kind of drop all of that and almost start from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
2: almost like in opera you do such a range you know and then <laughs> well, you know,
3: it's so um this is what you're doing it's very set it's um and there's just a lot more freedom and it's just different you know if you're writing your own music
2: oh well, no i'm i'm sure that it was a sea change for you but you, your your classical background comes out very powerfully in you know the way that you project
3: awesome. in your singing thank you
2: it's, you have a lot of range. It's very powerful, but yet, you know, you don't blast the mic, <laughs> which, is, which shows discipline, you know, and it shows, you know, the fact that you're very much in control, but yet you manage to belt out a nice range of music for a folk rock singer. Aw,
3: oh, thank you.
2: I know that, like, you have to be classified as folk rock. I think you're more like... Rock rock, but
3: <laughs> whatever
2: the radio play people need to do, you know? Okay.
3: <laughs> you gotta respect that. <laughs> you know, it's people want to classify you, but it's it's you know, music, every song is so, so nice, just so different.
2: I know. Well, listen, we have to wrap up. How fast does this go? It's so can go back nice
3: to, talking to you. Go to
2: iTunes. Get Malia McInnes, <laughs> True Believers. <laughs> <laughs> Malia, have a
3: great day. Oh, you have a great day. Thank you so much for having me on your a show. A pleasure. Bye-bye. So nice talking to you. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific time for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. We'll see you next week.